0: Hi, filmmakers, Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California. I'd like to welcome you to the show. You know, I'm known in a lot of ways in this industry as a film distribution expert. Uh, it's mainly because I was talking about the the concept of self-distribution back at a time well before that was the norm. You know, and I've, I've talked about this before, but in the old days, the whole concept of self-distribution was one of these taboo subjects. If if you had to distribute your film yourself, well, then therefore you hadn't made it. And I've often suspected, and now I'm even more convinced of it, that the people that spread those rumors and made you feel that way were in fact distributors who were fearful that in some way technology someday would come along and disrupt their jobs. And that time has arrived. We're now in a point in history, and if you haven't done the research, you know, a few Google searches will reveal this, but we're now at a point in history where the need for a quote unquote middleman is increasingly less. And what's really interesting to me is I still get emails from filmmakers that are like, I don't care if you don't pay me up front. I don't want to spend any money out of pocket for my own encoding. So please, I just want a distribution deal where we give up a percentage of each sale. And if you think about what they're talking about, they're saying, like, look, I would much rather give up, you know, anywhere from 10% to 30% of my ownership for the next five to seven years. And most filmmakers that have that attitude are filmmakers, and I'm just going to be blunt, they're filmmakers who are fatigued, that never took time to really figure out if the market even exists for their type of film, and now they're just standing there trying to say, well, look, here's my Hail Mary pass. Just take it off my hands. You can have it. It's so valuable. I don't even want to be part of it. And that's the irony because the filmmakers that get the good deals are the filmmakers that are exactly the opposite. These are filmmakers that have thought – From day one, how they're going to go out in the marketplace, how they're going to execute, how they're going to get people to their buy now button, and more importantly, how they're going to make this a viable business, not just for the film they're working on now, but for all movies moving forward. Now, I know some of you driving around in your car and you're listening to this and you're wondering like, geez, Jason, I haven't even made my first feature yet. Why are we even talking about building, you know, more and more features? It's because the future has arrived. You can no longer think of yourself as a one-off filmmaker that's just out there in the marketplace hoping that somebody's going to come along and pick up your film. That's so old school thinking. Like, dude, 1995 called. They want their distribution paradigm back. But of course, if you talk to any distributors, they're going to tell you something else, right? They're going to tell you like, oh, no, Sonny Bowie, you need to come do a deal with me. I was just uh, I just had a meeting with a filmmaker the other day and he was telling me about how this quote unquote sales agent was charging him five thousand dollars to go pitch the film. Now, look, I've worked as you know in this space for a while. If somebody's asking you to pay money up front, they're not a sales agent. I want to be clear. Agents make money through a transaction, they make money through a sale. Right? They're like think of real estate, like a real estate agent makes money when the home is sold. Well, a sales agent makes money when the film is sold, you know, in a particular territory for X number of years or or to a particular distributor. It's a transactional type thing. So if you have to pay money up front, um, you're actually paying for producer's representation. There's pros and cons to all of this. And before I demonize producer's reps, you know, I got to tell you, I actually worked as a producer's rep. Um, I got paid one time. Um, up front a few years ago to represent a film at the American film market and we ended up doing a deal ultimately with uh, Lakeshore and another company called Super Gravity. Now I want to be clear the reason why I was hired for that position is because I knew the filmmaker and him and I had worked together in the past and there was a lot of trust and a lot of good personal relationships. There are a lot of good producers reps out there there are a lot of good sales agents out there etc 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 but If you get into one of those deals and the best they're going to offer is getting your film into a popular marketplace like iTunes or Google Play, then you really got to ask yourself, you know, what is the true value of this relationship? Because a few Google searches and you can get your own film on iTunes. So, you know, what the heck is the value prop? So I want you to give this some thought as you're pushing forward. Your goal isn't just to make one film with a set-it-and-forget-it attitude, but your your goal is to start thinking about yourself as a mini-movie studio, no matter where you're at in the world. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania. The stuff that I'm talking about right now was not possible five years ago, but like I said, the future has arrived. It's now possible. And the question for you is, can you think bigger? Can you think beyond just the the, the idea of making this one film and that being your golden ticket to fame and fortune? No. Think instead of building multiple products, multiple pieces of content out there that can pay you a little bit at a time over the next 10 years. And imagine what you could do if you could pump out one film a year, one feature film with, with with people who have a strong social media following, some names that people are actually searching for on the internet so that they can discover you in places where people actually shop like iTunes or Google Play or some of the other really awesome platforms that are out there. Imagine what you can do. Ladies and gentlemen, the time is now. There's no more waiting around. There's no more asking permission. If it's meant to be, and repeat after me, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Um, I'm actually pulling that one from a a motivational speaker that I've listened to in the past, which uh, his name is Brian Tracy, and he's fantastic. Highly recommend you listen to Brian Tracy. Um, but there's no more, you know, waiting around, asking for somebody to anoint you into the wonderful kingdom of Hollywood. You know, Hollywood isn't what it used to be. I'm interested in talking to filmmakers. Who are empowered by the digital revolution. Filmmakers that know that this is more than just a one-off opportunity to show your stuff in the hopes that somebody discovers you. I'm interested in helping you become an entrepreneurial filmmaker. Repeat after me. I am an entrepreneurial filmmaker. I am an entrepreneurial filmmaker. I am an entrepreneurial filmmaker. And the reason why I like that better than, say, an independent filmmaker or even worse, starving artist filmmaker, the reason I like the idea of talking about yourself as an entrepreneurial filmmaker is you got to look to entrepreneurs. What do they do? Do they ask permission to change the world? No. They just do it. They have a vision for what they want to accomplish, and they figure it out one small step at a time. The next two years are going to pass whether or not you decide to take action or whether you decide to just sit in your bedroom and dream about what you're going to do next. Don't waste any time. Get out there. Make it happen. My name is Jason Brewbaker. This is another Filmmaking Stuff podcast I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California. If you need me, shoot me an email, Jason at Filmmaking Stuff. And as always, take action and make your movie now.